0: Welcome to the Grow Through International Expansion podcast. I'm Oliver Dowson. Let me be your guide as to how businesses, all kinds of businesses, small and large, can grow, solve their business problems, increase their profits, and grow their value. In these podcasts, we talk to all sorts of interesting people that bring their skills, experience, and insights to all aspects of international expansion. I hope you like these podcasts. If you do, subscribe, And keep listening every week we love comments too and do share and tell others and check out our resources on our growinternational.org website augmented reality it sounds so exciting put on the magic glasses escape to another world but let's come down to earth. It's certainly a technology that promises amazing things and with the right application can bring huge benefits to business. In this podcast, I'm talking with Patrick Liddy, founder of Utility AR. They've developed a great application of augmented reality or AR as it's abbreviated, used for engineering. Patrick is himself an energy engineer by profession and he's certainly a true innovator. Back in 2006, he founded Innovation Energy in Dublin, which was one of the first electricity demand response systems in Europe. He went on to sell that to a US corporation before more recently starting Utility AR. When you have a moment take a look at Patrick's video that we've posted on our growinternational.org website it'll help you better understand what we're talking about but right now imagine that you're an engineer going to fix a complicated piece of equipment that you've never worked on before you stand in front of the piece of equipment put on a pair of special glasses you can see that piece of equipment through the lenses just as you would any other glasses as well you can see diagrams text and video clips projected into a corner of your vision and hear instructions from a colleague or instructor who may be thousands of miles away. Now I've been away from engineering myself for a long time now but I can really relate to the opportunities here. Way back I and the team I had then carried out hundreds of engineering surveys looking for energy saving opportunities at offices, factories, government buildings. First all over the UK then all over the world. When I think back to the huge amount of time we spent not just traveling but more importantly perhaps negotiating backstage access to sites I can simply imagine the advantages of being able to kit out one of the site crew with an AR headset and direct them remotely. We'd have achieved better results, more quickly, and at much lower cost. Even if you don't relate to engineering, I think you'll find my conversation with Patrick illuminating. It really got me thinking, there must be so many practical applications of augmented reality waiting to be developed. Here's our conversation. Patrick, welcome to the Growth Through International Expansion podcast. Thanks a lot, Oliver. Delighted to be here. So I know that you're into um, a very clever application of augmented reality for engineering. Can you first talk us through what augmented reality is, how, how
1: it's different to virtual reality, and what you're actually doing with it? Certainly, certainly. Well, um, just to explain, first of all, virtual reality, which you're probably more familiar with and it's more famous, is where you're wearing a headset which closes you off from the world and puts you in a virtual space so you can um, imagine you are anywhere else in the world. And that's got a lot of uses. But we're really more interested in augmented reality, which is um, a, a technology where you're wearing transparent glass where you can see the world around you and uh, virtual information is projected on that glass as well as you still being able to see the real world. So uh, that means that um, you are safe, you are aware of your surroundings, but you have access to virtual information um, which might help you get certain things done. So you're sort of seeing two things at the same time? You're seeing two things at the same time. So to give you um, an, an example that you have experienced in the real world, when you drive the car, You sometimes put the newspaper on the dashboard of the car, you can still see the street, you can still see the world around you, but you might also be able to see the newsprint, which is sort of projected on the glass of the car, quite faintly. Well, we we do something similar in augmented reality, except it's being projected on a pair of glasses that you're wearing. So in our use case, we're interested in uh, helping technicians get their job done. So what that might mean is a technician who has to follow a procedure or see live information about the um, asset that they're working on. They're wearing a pair of our glasses and they can see that information projected on the glass in front of them. So it could be a step by step procedure of first of all, turn the screw, second of all, open the uh, cabinet, third of all, switch off the power, whatever it might be along, they go like that. Um, and they can see um, they can see the steps in text. They can see the steps in um, images, or they can see short video clips showing them what to do. So as these are on.
0: like technicians, like engineers in factories, in um,
1: maybe electrical plants, maybe uh, engine rooms in ships, even. That's right. The tasks that these people do, or the, the style of task that they do, is quite similar. Whereby very often what they're doing is um, they're doing a maintenance task which you can predefine the way they want it to, to it to be done mm-hmm. um, and you want them to follow that procedure step by step. What augmented reality allows you to do is to improve the way you communicate the procedure um, from just being a text-based thing whereby you're giving someone a clipboard and paper um, or maybe you're sophisticated and you give them a clipboard paper and images of what to do. Now you get to go a step further and show them a short video. So If it is that you want them to turn a handle, um, they can watch a three second clip of someone turning the handle. And they see how hard do I have to push this handle? Is this a sticky kind of handle where you have to push kind of hard? Or is it that it should be easy and I'm finding it hard? So there's some problem here that I hadn't anticipated and I need to go back and see what's wrong. So so it's very, very interesting in in that way. They might also want to be able to see live data of what's happening. So let's say they're working on a piece of equipment where there's alarms or there's flow rate data or there's electrical consumption data or something like that, they'll be able to see that information as they go uh, in their vision while they're doing the task. So it's very, very useful additional information that they don't have right now available to them. So is this
0: something that's then self guided that they choose or they access at the time? So or is to some extent, using a human as a remote control
1: robot and mm. So, so, so uh, in the first instance, um, it is a self-guided or the glasses-guided thing. So it can be that the glasses recognise the asset that you want that the technician should be working on. And it can recognize so it sort of says
0: this is this style, this is this piece of equipment, because it recognizes the
1: size and shape. Correct, correct. So this is um, air handling unit one, two, three. We're validating that it is air handling one, two, three, not air handling unit one, two, four, and you're working on the correct one. Correct. Right. And here is the specific information about this one. And and as I said, that it can guide you in a more visual way than uh, what we previously have been able to do. But then the second instance, which is sort of um, Uh, The the further guidance is if that technician encounters a problem and they want to get a colleague to assist them, right now what they need to do is use the phone to ring a colleague and try and describe verbally what they're looking at and the problem they're encountering, or they need to call on that colleague to come to site to have a look at the problem they've encountered. What you can do with augmented reality is you can do a remote advisor video call whereby the, the glasses are a computer in and of themselves, and they can do a video call where the, the colleague at the other end is seeing what the glasses are seeing forward on. So they have a front-facing camera, which allows you, so it's, it's quite similar to video calls you, you've experienced before, right. but what the advisor is seeing on his computer or her computer at the other end is what the technician is, is looking at. And okay. they can go a step further, they can, they can speak to the technician and say, okay, will you have a look in that cabinet there? They can also go a step further and they can draw annotations on the screen of the technician. Which is basically say, the glasses that the technician is looking through, right? Which is the glasses. And, and they, they draw the annotations which say, open that cabinet, I need you to turn that handle clockwise, and they can draw an arrow what they mean by clockwise. Or they can highlight, I'd like you to press the green button, and they can draw a box around what they mean by green, because there can be disagreements about green and red and things like that. I'm sure they can, yes. Um, And indeed just simply left and right. (laughs) Um, So so in that way, it's a whole new paradigm whereby you can communicate much more visually and less text, but also you can um, provide remote advice whereby you have expertise in one part of the world and you can share that with um, a colleague who's in another part of the world.
0: I was going to say because I mean I've, in my working life I've often experienced um, uh, engineers or um, people who've had to actually travel to the other side of the world for what would amount to a one hour fix on a piece of equipment or to actually set something right simply because it's been impossible to describe over the phone or um, it can't be seen. Usually the phones aren't, you know, well, in the old days the phones weren't anywhere near it and mobile phones can't be used. Um, issues like that come up and also there's the language problem. Mm. So it's not just, you know, the color being colorblind between red and green, it's also potentially not
1: understanding what the words mean. You're, you're completely right. And uh, from my past life working in the um, energy and utility sectors, I experienced scenarios, I mean, you you, you alluded to a one-hour fix, I, I drove across the country to do a 30-second fix uh, <laughs> in, in a past life, and that was nothing bad about the technician who was there, he I'm just sure couldn't see it, for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't see it, he couldn't see it, that this thing was backwards, it was yeah. just a simple thing. Right. Um, uh, so those sorts of things go on. now. You're a man who likes to travel, I know that, and we're not going to do away with all your travel. There's times where you, Thank still, you need very to, much. <laughs> still need to send someone uh, to, to do whatever task it is. But in an awful lot of cases, this sort of technology uh, avoids unnecessary travel. And that's where we're, how we're thinking about it. I,
0: I can see that, and I can also see the advantage of being able to do something much quicker, because if it's a matter of finding, su- finding the right person um, and getting them on a plane and getting them to another place, that could be days, literally, mm. even, a,
1: e- even if someone's sort of ready to move immediately. Um, yeah, so. So, so the savings can be significant in all sorts of ways. So in the first way that I talked about where you want a technician to follow a procedure, you the, the, the savings could be measured in percentages. So you say the technician can do the job 20% faster because we're communicating how to do the job more effectively to them, okay? So you say, well, there's a 20% or 50% saving or whatever it is, and it depends on the nature and the complexity of the task that you're asking the technician to do. The second aspect is, yeah, the remote advisor video calling. And then the measure is better in days where you say, we have a problem in Germany. We need to send a technician from London to go to Germany to look at this problem. When is the technician going to be able to catch a flight? Well, his kid has a birthday party tomorrow or mm-hmm. or, or there just isn't another flight until tomorrow morning or whatever. Sure. And um, the saving can be measured in days, which in many businesses is make and break. You know, you're, you, the absolutely. figures that you talk about are absolutely enormous.
0: Absolutely, I can see it being used in Areas other than engineering as well. I think there must be I'm um, not sure I can think of them right now You probably know better than me, but there must be other
1: areas in which things like this are Highly valuable. Yes. Well, I mean my the the, the company that we are our our DNA and our background is Is engineering its technicians its factories its utilities that sort of thing mm-hmm. but um, I know that there are companies looking into this for medical purposes. So if you sure. have uh, here in London, an expert on a particular operation and there is someone in Nigeria who needs assistance on, on, on that um, surgery or that particular issue, well, he can be getting guidance from um, the local surgeon here in London uh, to, on, on how to do that task, uh, more effectively, so that's, that's a really interesting thing. I predict that um, while many of your listeners, this will be the first time they've heard of augmented reality glasses. Uh, 10 years from now it will be very much the norm and possibly 5 years in many applications it will be the norm.
0: Certainly the speed at which technology advances doesn't surprise me at all.
1: That's right. I mean um, if you read some of the trade papers they will talk about the iPhone 13 being a pair of glasses Mm -hmm. um, rather than a phone form form factor. And that's because um, there's so many advantages to uh, a glasses form factor. Right now the technology isn't there for consumer products but for enterprise where the value proposition is so clear, there's real opportunities.
0: Absolutely, sounds sounds very, very clever. I guess it could be But the applications, I mean, they talk about Big Brother, I mean, there are many other things that could be done, perhaps in engineering, world of engineering, could also be, it should be used to, even without telling somebody what to do, to watch how effective they are at actually doing a job.
1: Yeah, so we get lots of requests around training. Um, And I guess in the first instance, I described following a procedure to do a particular task, and that is sort of a subset of of training, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Procedure following and training are very linked things. Um, But then ultimately, at the end of the training, you may want to do a test on a a technician uh, to validate that they can do their job correctly. (laughs) Um, And uh, definitely, like, so we have spoken to various uh, electricity utilities. They're interested in the idea that when they send uh, an electrician up a pole to fix a wire, um, right now they can't really adequately test: is he okay up there? Does he know what he's, you know? Does um, you he
0: know what he's doing, when he's, he up what up he's doing
1: when he's up there? He knew what he was doing when he was down here, but does he still know it when he's up there? And he is—he could be uh,
0: panicking about. I don't like heights.
1: <laughs> correct. Correct. So it's a very interesting application, and I think you'll find similar applications in the case of. Um, uh, Um, areas which are just difficult to get to, uh, and and you want to look over the shoulder of someone from a training point of view. Also in a lot of cases, there's just a a liability question. So if you're involved, uh, we've had various uh, conversations with the aviation industry, Mm. where um, an aeroplane has many masters. Someone financially owns it, somebody else operates it, somebody else is the leasing company, somebody else is the maintenance company. And when um, a problem occurs, all of these organizations are interested in, well, who's to blame? (laughs) and How how are they going to manage that? And uh, how quickly are they going to get it back in the air again? Well, I think they're interested in that too, but there's parts of their organizations who are just interested in the liability. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, the idea of having many... Um, parties being able to observe a walkthrough and a, and a discussion of this is the agreed state of the of the airplane right now um, and I'm sure there's many other scenarios you can you can think of the other thing that we haven't scratched the surface on and it's some time before we we'll even begin to think about it will be the um, big data opportunity that these things will create whereby imagine you have um, a technician who you get to service um, backup generators all day, and he's driving around London or whatever city you're in, ba- servicing backup generators. Right. And as part of this, you get him to do a short video using his glasses of the state of the backup generator every time he sees it. Now you have a thousand uh, videos of backup generators every year. Good that's exciting. It. Oh well, to a geek like me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the this is like the new generators endgame. <laughs> Something like that. Well, I do, I do think that there will be learnings yes. um, about seeing where there is wear and tear or seeing common problems that that the manufacturers just can't imagine right now because they're just not out there and they're not getting the feedback sure. uh, that could that can be provided. I mean it's all sorts of silly things within factories where you have your staff and you begin to notice that there is a backup of product at a certain point in the factory, at a certain point in the day every time. All this sort of new information that will be generated and it's all visual. It's not what we're used to which is number-based metered information. It'll be this visual information but my basic understanding of big data is that it, it loves, uh, or, or AI, I suppose more specifically, it loves images as a thing to analyze and think through you, you know, and, and identify thing, trends that um, are important.
0: Yes, I was talking to somebody in the AI industry uh, or trying to get into the AI industry, developing AI tools only a few weeks ago, and uh, it does, uh, I, I can well imagine that if you were together you'd be discussing how to actually um, effectively create self-learning tools from this so that you don't actually need somebody remotely to tell you what to do and which direction to turn the screw in and which handle to push, um, because it would effectively learn it from all of
1: these things and create its own manual. I think there's definitely truth in that. I definitely think that uh, if you have uh, an assembly so if you are sending a piece of kit around the world and having many different people assembling it, and if they are being guided on how to assemble it, so, so I'll use the IKEA furniture part, uh, as an example, but not really that in, in a more technical sense. Oh, no, everyone understands that, or at least everyone knows, empathises with it, even yes. if they don't understand the diagram. So, so in the not too distant future, uh, on your augmented reality glasses, you will be able to follow a similar IKEA furniture procedure as you have now but then at a certain point they'll begin to learn oh gosh people encounter a problem at this step we've not explained this step well enough and that's because of the feedback that the glasses could give them that's really really interesting
0: it's actually incredibly powerful and I can think of another application in the world connected to international expansion which is what most of our audience are here listening about Um, and that's in the world of export because when it comes to exporting um, technical products, one of the big issues that businesses have in terms of the investment is, is it worth investing in exporting to a certain market given the cost we will have of creating manuals, training and so forth. if you're selling something that's a, we're probably going to sell in the thousands, that's probably not <coughs> such a big issue. But if you have something that's a very valuable asset that sells in very small numerical quantities, um, then breaking into a new market can be a real challenge. And being able to effectively use this type of technology to help train people on how to actually install this in the first place, maintain it, Mm. um, and Mm.
1: what to do. I can see huge application for that. I think you're right. I think you're right. And and that sort of really does come down to our our target. And I mean, we are working with customers um, from different, looking at this in different ways. So in some cases, it is factory who want who have a thousand procedures that their technician does each year and they already have procedures for those things but this is a better way of communicating that
0: mm-hmm. those
1: procedures or indeed giving support from their uh, hundred different vendors uh, that their technician can now call upon through the glasses but then we also are talking to companies who have um products which they're exporting in the way you describe and they, and these are technical products. So an example would be one that has a um, renewable energy product that they send to Africa and Asia, and local talent installs the product, but they provide support um, through the phone right now, or very often through airplanes in practice. They wind up having to fly out there and see what's wrong. Why is it not working? It. So the idea that they will, give um, the local talent a pair of glasses augmented reality glasses and software like ours um, is is very um, attractive to them
0: I can um, understand that makes a lot of sense um, because it eliminates a lot of the unknown uh, and you say you know going to you know um, African countries for example there's uh, that happens to be a destination I know that some companies struggle to find people who are prepared to relocate there for months on end. Um, and I was working recently with a business that is um, selling a technical product to Angola. Um, and I can estimate you know, that's the sort of thing that they would really have loved to have had at the time because having shipped a um, million dollars worth of equipment out to Angola, um, they then really struggled. It sat around in, in, incompletely installed for months before they could actually get out there and discover that in fact, really very simple instructions have been omitted. Uh, it's almost as simple as, you know, there's back instruction manuals one to 10 and somebody left number eight out of the book, out of the packet, so.
1: Yes, well, well, we're involved in, in uh, developing new products at the moment to, to work on these glasses. Mm. So I have uh, some first-hand experience of, of writing the manual right now. And it is interesting to me how when you're engrossed in a product or you're engrossed in a culture, what we think is obvious isn't necessarily obvious. So if you, as a, as a, as a British man, wrote a manual and handed it to someone in Angola and said, follow that, some of the things which you just think is, unsa- is unnecessary to say, is necessary to Absolute, say. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. It's like, does every I cross every T? That's right. And that, that that doesn't extend... You don't have to go as far as Angola for that to be an issue. Well, that is even, an issue with we've, we've Belgian customers, and some of the things we're like, oh, gosh, okay, I hadn't really thought about that being a problem. But it doesn't um, even get to the visual thing. I mean, it's like
0: even, even if we got to staying within the same country and we went to the ordinary retail sector just dealing with people directly this is like a step beyond youtube videos you know people go to look at youtube videos i use them i mean i i went to a youtube video to learn how to make a repair to my bicycle because i'm not very good with derailleur gears um and i learned how to fix it from the video and and did so I now have a car which has a manual which is 783 pages long. It's not that wonderful a car, but it's a very and there's thousands of them on the road. Um, I couldn't understand from the manual where to find a button to actually make full beam headlamps work. You know, if I'd been a, I looking at the manual, the video doesn't hack it because it's the American model in the video. Yes. So if I'd actually been able to sort of get in the car, put a pair of AR glasses on, look at it and say, what's this button? And we had uh, effectively with your big data, um, effectively something that would say, that's the button you have to press to do this. And it's been sitting under my right hand panel for ages, but I mean, there's a lot of symbols on them and I didn't know what they did. Um, So I can see that there are technical things in even just a domestic scenario where there are opportunities for using
1: these things. How do I actually fold the back seats down? You're completely right, you're completely right. And um, I mean, so much of support is those little things. Uh, uh, I I know of a uh, British um, boiler, Maintenance. Well, it's a British utility that offers boiler maintenance, right? And they, you know, they contract with you basically to maintain your boiler. So that means they get called saying, "My boiler is broken. Please come and fix it." And the most common repair is to press the reset button. Right Um, now you need to know where the reset button is uh, yes. to press it. You know The reality is, is we'd all happily press the reset button because we want our heat back right now. We don't really demand that they send a technician right now. We, if the reset button is going to fix it, I'd be very happy to press it. Um, so even within phones there's opportunity there but really in the the big game here from our point of view is is what augmented reality glasses can offer
0: sure and i think there's huge opportunities for them i can we've explored a few of them here and i can see that you're going to have a very successful business um working with these and uh to looking for new opportunities because even as we sit here and talk i can think of all sorts of new applications um, and I'm sure um, others can too. So, Patrick, it's great to talk to you today. Um, wish you every success with your augmented reality um, tools. What's the name of your company again?
1: Uh, Utility AR. You'll find us on utilityar.com.
0: Okay. And I know that you've got a very good little video um, that actually shows how these things really work. And As you've said, you know, you can't really describe things over the phone. We can't really describe things visually either. And since our listeners don't have (laughs) AR glasses with them, we'll post that video on the growinternational.org site. So listeners, if you look on growinternational.org, click on videos, you'll see that video there. Terrific. So Patrick, thanks for talking to me and good luck with Utility AR. Great stuff. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation and this podcast. I really welcome your comments and also suggestions for future conversations. We post new content every week, so please do click on the subscribe button and follow this, the Grow Through International Expansion podcast. You can also find the transcript, other articles and detailed resources relating to this episode on our website, growinternational.org. There, you can also join as a member for future updates and find all our other articles, videos and podcasts and benefit from other features, including free consultations and independent online advice. Again, that's www.growinternational.org. Until next time, this is Oliver Dowson, wishing you success and reminding you that international expansion may be easier than you may think.